I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Bite.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Bite. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, January 9th. Let's start with what you missed over the last week. Then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. Okay, with the ending of college football and regular season NFL, we have a lot to go over. So we're actually going to start with a little bit of baseball news because the Red Sox have signed third baseman Rafael Devers to an 11-year extension for 331 million dollars he is the only one of the big four heavy hitters left on the boston team and this is the sixth largest deal by dollars in mlb history surpassing bryce harper the other five in front of devers's deal have all won mvp awards so he is in solid company it was an awesome week for the NBA this week. Donovan Mitchell scored 71 points starting off the week on Monday, last Monday. That was against the Bulls. And even with that performance, the Cavaliers went into overtime, still had to get to overtime before they got the win, 145 to 134. This is Mitchell's career high, and it is the eighth highest point total by a single player in league history. It is also the most amount of points since in one game since 2006 when Kobe scored, RIP, scored 81 against the Raptors. Mitchell was traded to the Cavaliers last year from the Jazz where he played since 2017. Mitchell wasn't the only player to have a career high this week either as Buck star Giannis Antetokounmpo scored 55 points against the Wizards to set his career high on Tuesday. So that's back-to-back -back days. We had new career highs. The Bucks won that game by 10. On the flip side, Kevin Durant or KD is getting an MRI on his right knee after the Nets game against the Heat. 
The Nets still won 102 to 101, but not great going forward for the team who is sitting one win behind the Celtics for the lead in the Eastern Conference. And then the Nuggets are having some rim trouble, as in two times this week, the rim of the basketball hoop has been bent during a game. The first game was last Sunday's game against Boston, which the Nuggets won after a delay of only 10 minutes. And the second game was this past week's Friday's matchup with the Cavs, which stopped play 11 minutes left in the game for a 35-minute delay. The Nuggets were winning before the stop and did ultimately finish the job. Moving along to college basketball, and to say that we had a lot of top 25 upsets, or losses anyway, if not upsets, is an understatement. And we kick off the week hot with number one Purdue losing to unranked Rutgers on Monday. It was a close game, but number one goes down. Kansas State then beat number six Texas on Tuesday and number 19 Baylor on Saturday in overtime. That is the Wildcats third straight top 25 win. They also beat number 24 West Virginia last week. So expect Kansas State to be ranked. Number 11 UVA falls to Pitt just by three though. Newly ranked number 21 New Mexico lost to a six and eight Fresno team by four and then lost to UNLV on Saturday. They will no longer be ranked. Wednesday was a bad day to be ranked in the top 25. Providence killed number four UConn by 12 points and are currently undefeated in the Big East. Number 12 Miami fell to Georgia Tech for the Yellow Jackets first win in the entire ACC conference. Number 20 Mizzou got beat but at least it was to number 13 Arkansas so not technically an upset just a loss in the top 25. Arkansas won that game 74 to 68. NC State then opened a can of, there's no other way to say this, a can of whoop-ass on number 16, Duke, beating the Blue Devils by 24, and most of that work was done in the first half. Number 19, Baylor, had a killer first half, scoring 49 points on number 17, TCU, but then the Horn Frogs flipped the script in the second half, scoring, you've guessed it, 49 points to beat Baylor by one. And then the other team playing in the college football championship got a win as well. Unranked Georgia beat number 22, Auburn, 76 to 64. And all of that was on Wednesday. (laughs) Then number one, Purdue bounced back nicely after their loss on Monday to beat number 24, Ohio State on Thursday in a close game. Number 15, Indiana had a bad week falling to Iowa and then Northwestern just days apart. They will unlikely be ranked or no longer be ranked. Washington State took control over number five Arizona early and never gave that lead back. That was their first road win over a top five team in 122 years. Number 13, Arkansas got destroyed by number 22, Auburn, 72 to 59. Number 14, Wisconsin fell to Illinois by 10. Number 25, Iowa State beat number 17, TCU, in a close one on Saturday. Then number 24, Ohio State followed up their loss to number one, Purdue, with a loss to an unranked Maryland team to finish off the week. 
Also in NCAA men's basketball news is number six, Texas has finally fired their head coach, Chris Beard, after the arrest for domestic family violence. This should not be a surprise as Beard Beard has been suspended for a while, like mid-December. Rodney Terry will continue to act as head coach for the rest of the season, and he's already been doing that through the entire suspension. As a reminder, Beard was arrested after he allegedly choked his fiance from behind and then hit her during an argument. That matter is still under review and his fiance has since said that he did not choke her. So this is going to get messy. And for those of you having a rough week already, and it is Monday, your week could be worse. You could be the Texas A&M employee that left the team's uniforms at the hotel that delayed their game versus Florida and gave the Aggies a technical to start the game. It is with a heavy heart that I say it is the last week for college football as the national championship is tonight. That is between number one Georgia and number four TCU. It has been since 1938 since TCU has won a national championship. And I can ba- I barely count natties before World War II, but they did win in 38. And then Georgia would be the first team in college football playoff history to go back-to-back national championships. Georgia is favored as of today by 13 and a half points. This is also the defending champs versus a team that only four players on TCU's roster had ever been to a bowl game, let alone obviously a playoff game. So very different stories. It is a Cinderella story versus, well, the defending champs. So that is tonight in the final college football game. We also did have games on last Monday, so I will go over those as that was the final week for bowl games. And Mississippi State won their bowl game honoring Mike Leach. They scored a field goal with just four seconds left, so that you would think would be the final score of the game. However, they faced Illinois, and the Fighting Illini tried to pull a lateral play and ended up tossing the ball into the hands of a bulldog, who then ran it back for a pick six. So Mississippi State won that game 19 to 10. LSU flat out slaughtered Purdue 63 to 7 in the Citrus Bowl. Purdue was down many players, a head coach, and basically the team, they clearly did not want to be there, and LSU took it out on them. My favorite bowl game of the postseason has to have been the Cotton Bowl. To no one's surprise, USC went up 28-14 at half. But then the green wave started to make a comeback. With the clock at 4 minutes and 30 seconds left in the entire game, USC was up by 15 points. It was 45-30. to Tulane got the ball back with decent field position, starting at the 37-yard line. But it took them only two plays and 23 seconds to score a touchdown. It's now 45-37. Tulane kicks the ball back to USC. Running back Mario Williams, who also transferred from Oklahoma, then fields the kick on the one and goes nowhere. Two plays later, Tulane gets a safety. So for those of you who don't know, that is when someone gets tackled from obviously USC in this instance in their own end zone. Then the other team gets two points and they get the ball back. So it is now 45-39 and they're getting the ball kicked back to them with three minutes and 20 seconds to go. It also, the next drive, they got two sacks. So in other words, they got sacked twice. They had two fourth down plays and it took perfect passes from a quarterback 
Tulane's quarterback who was four and four for 15. That means four completed passes for 15 attempts before this drive to get down the field and they managed to score the touchdown with nine seconds left to go ahead by one. USC does have the Heisman Trophy winner, so you never know. They could manage something crazy, but they didn't. They did try the lateral. They tried First, they tried a pass play, and it went nowhere. It was an incomplete, and then they tried a crazy lateral play, and they just couldn't manage it, so they do lose the game, even though they were winning by 15 with under five minutes to go in the fourth. This made Tulane have the best turnaround for a team in a single season. They went from having two wins last year to 12 this year. So congratulations to Tulane. And then bowl season, besides obviously the national championship, ended with the Rose Bowl, which was between number eight Utah and number 11 Penn State. Utah played in the Rose Bowl last year, losing to Ohio State. And unfortunately for them, they relive that this year, also falling to Penn State 35 to 21. I'm going to go ahead and be on record now. Expect Penn State to do really good things next year year. But Utah fans do have something in a consolation prize. Cam Rising, their quarterback, is returning for his senior year that got announced today. Moving along to the NFL, it was week 18 and the final regular season week, and it brought us eight close games, and it was a weird week. So starting with the Chiefs put a beat down on the Raiders winning 31 to 13, mostly scoring in the second quarter with 17 points alone. This win clinches the first round by and the AFC top seed for the Kansas City team. Then the Texans won over the Colts for only their third win of the entire season, and they only won by one. This win was enough to give the Bears, the Chicago team, the first round draft pick as they lost to the Vikings on Sunday. So only the Texans can screw up getting the number one draft pick, but they'll take the win. The Bills beat the Patriots to eliminate them from playoffs. It was a hard week for the Buffalo team, as I will report in my next story. And it was no more apparent than when quarterback Josh Allen talked about the kickoff return. It had been three years and three months since that had been done in the starting kickoff in an NFL game. And number three was DeMar Hamlin's number. So he got their quarterback got emotional when he was talking about that, talking about divine intervention and just some things are bigger than football. The Dolphins then beat the Jets with a 50-yard field goal in the final 20 seconds of their game. The kicker was previously 1 for 5 in field goals over 50 yards that season for field goals. And the Dolphins earned a final spot in the AFC wildcard game with that win and with a Patriots loss, which they did lose to the Bills just minutes after ending Miami's game. This is the Dolphins' first playoff berth since 2016. The Panthers and the Saints game was a low-scoring, boring game with Carolina team winning 10-7. The Buccaneers lost to the Falcons 30-17, and even though that was an upset, that wasn't the most noteworthy thing in this game. Tom Brady broke his own NFL single-season completion record with 490. He previously set that record at 485. The NFC South was the most even division in the league with Tampa Bay only getting one win over the other three teams in the division, which are all eliminated at seven and 10. 
The Broncos upset the 10-6 Chargers with Russell Wilson throwing three touchdowns, and they won by three. The Eagles got Jalen Hurts back and beat the Giants by six. J.J. Watt played in his final NFL game yesterday in the Cardinals' 13-38 loss to the 49ers. He ends his career with 114 and a half sacks. The Rams versus the Seahawks game went into overtime after a nice comeback by the Rams. That is where their luck ran out, though, as the Seahawks then win by a field goal in overtime. The Cowboys put up a flat-out shameful performance against the Commanders, losing 26-6. to Granted, the Cowboys are already in the playoffs and guaranteed, but they didn't pull their starters for this game as I thought they might have, but they did not. Not by this, and you would think that by the score, but they didn't. The Lions also eliminated Aaron Rodgers and the Packers from playoffs, taking the lead in the fourth quarter. It went, and they went for it on fourth and one on the Packers 15 to seal that game and their fate for playoffs. So this next story is pretty much unless you have been living under a rock. Monday Night Football last week did not go as planned. Number three on the Bills, Tamar Hamlin, collapsed on the field after making a tackle. And it was a terrifying moment. He actually, like, passed out, not breathing, had to be resuscitated on the field. And ultimately, the game was postponed and then ultimately canceled later that week. They were playing the Bengals. Um, What ended up happening was he ended up getting hit so perfectly. There's a certain spot and during a certain, whether it's a peak or a valley in your heart rate, I'm not positive, but basically it was at a certain point where it actually can throw off your heartbeat and he went into cardiac arrest. So he did technically almost die on the field. They had to resuscitate his pulse and his breathing. He then went to the hospital and as of today, he has been released to go home. So that is huge. He made obviously huge strides throughout the entire week. All of our prayers went out to not only the Bills, but also Hamlin. And it was absolutely a tremendous turnaround of events and an emotional week, especially for our NFL family. So congratulations, Hamlin. You and, and the doctor said this, you won the game of life. First thing he asked when he woke up was who won the game. Um, typical like, athlete to ask that. So that was a very terrifying moment on the field and rightfully so they canceled that game. Moving on to other news though, the three and 13 and one Texans have now fired their head coach, Lovey Smith after one season. This is now the second head coach that that the team has done this too, having fired head coach David Coley last year in January as well. Both Smith, Smith and Coley were the only black coaches in Texans history. So not a great precedent to start. Also breaking today along similar lines, the Cardinals have fired head coach Cliff Kingsbury and their GM is stepping aside. The announcement comes just 10 months after the team signed Kingsbury to a contract extension that went to 2027. He joined the team in 2019 after being fired, yes, fired from Texas Tech, but had a Four and 13 year this year. That was his record and his overall record being 28, 37 and one. 
The team was plagued with injuries this year, so it wasn't quite all his fault, but he has not done a great job managing that team in general. This year, their quarterback, Kyler Murray, was out for the last five games. Their leading wide receiver was out for the first six games, and tight end Hertz was also out the last seven games. So, again, they were plagued by injuries. That was kind of bad luck there. But, again, Kingsbury has not done a great job. He notoriously loses a bunch of games towards the end of season and hasn't done a great job of managing the team. The GM is also stepping aside, mostly due to health concerns. So he has been with the Cardinals since 1999, but has been absent since mid-December with his health concerns, and he has now formally stepped away. Moving on to a little bit of golf, the Century Tournament of Champions brought us the typical beautiful views that was in Hawaii, but that was the only thing that was typical about it. Colin Morikawa was leading by six going into the final round and had not carded a birdie the entire week. John Rahm, though, had something to say about that, carding a 10 under score on Sunday, with which is a final score or a round score of 63. So he was starting seven shots off the lead that day. Morikawa then fell apart, and that is to put that mildly. There was a seven-shot swing between the two in just four holes. Morikawa shot three bogeys while Rom ran three birdies in a row and then an eagle. Morikawa is the ninth player in PGA Tour history to lose a six-shot lead in just the final round. This is Rom's third win in just his last five starts. And then we do have a little bit of Olympic news. Michaela Schiffer, and I know it's no surprise that we are back on this story as she won her fifth straight World Cup title by winning the slalom in Croatia on Wednesday to draw within one of Lindsey Vaughn's total record. Then she lost the giant slalom race on Saturday in Slovenia. She tied for sixth for that before winning the second of those races in Slovenia on Sunday, officially tying Lindsey Vaughn's World Cup title record of 82 wins. Schifrin will now chase down the most ever set by a man, a Swedish man, Ingemar, Ingemar Stenmark, which his mark is set at 86. Then a little of gymnastic news. Fisk University is the first HBCU to have an NCAA gymnastics team. The team had been created 14 months earlier and competed in their very first event this weekend, facing UNC, Southern Utah, and Washington at the Super 16 event in Vegas. They even scored a 9-9 on a, on a vault, so congratulations to them. That concludes what what happened over the last week. Now let's move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. Starting with the NBA on Tuesday, you can catch the Thunder at the Heat at 630 on TNT. And then the Suns at the Warriors at 9. That should be a close game as they are ranked 7th and 8th in the West, respectively. On Wednesday, you can catch the Bucks at the Hawks at 630 on ESPN. And then the Suns at the Nuggets at 9. Thursday, catch the Celtics at the Nets at 630 on TNT. They are number one and number two in the East. So that ought to be a good showdown. Looks like Kevin Durant will not be in that game, but TBD. Then the Mavericks and Lakers play also on TNT at 9. Friday, catch the Warriors at the Spurs at 6.30 on ESPN and the Nuggets at the Clippers at 9. And then Saturday, the Bucks at the Heat at noon on ABC. This week, we have a lot of college basketball going on. But again, I only say the ranked first ranked games. So on Wednesday, you can catch number four, Alabama at number 15, Arkansas. They play at 6 p.m. on ESPN2. 
Also at six is number six, UConn versus number 25, Marquette, broke into the rankings this week. And then also on Wednesday night, number 17, TCU at number 10, Texas at 8 p.m. on ESPN2. Then we have two matchups on Saturday of ranked versus ranked teams. Number 11, Kansas State. that They are on a roll at number 17, TCU. They will play at 1 on ESPN2, followed by another matchup in the Big 12. Number 14, Iowa State at number 2, Kansas. They play on ESPN Plus at 3 p.m. Rounding out the week is number 25, Marquette, at number 12, Xavier, at 11 a.m. on Fox on Sunday. Again, like I said earlier, tonight, Monday Monday night, is the college football playoff national championship, Georgia versus TCU. They will play at 6.30 p.m. on ESPN. Again, Georgia is favored by 13 and a half, and that will complete college football season. Our NFL week this week, it is wild card week. So we start Saturday with the NFC Seahawks at the 49ers at 3.30 on Fox, followed by the AFC Chargers at the Jags at 7.15 on NBC. Sunday, there will be three games back-to-back. So the Dolphins at the Bills at noon on CBS, the Giants at the Vikings at 3.30 p.m. on Fox, and then the Ravens at the Bengals at 7.15 on NBC. Then Monday night, Again, wraps it up. So Monday Night Football. So next week around this time, Cowboys at the Buccaneers. So the Dallas team versus Tom Brady at 7-15. Catch that on ESPN and ABC. Each of those wildcard games, if they win, they move on. If they don't, they go home and their season is over. The PGA Tour is staying in Hawaii for this week with the Sony Open. That begins with round one on Thursday. You can catch that at 6 p.m. on Golf Channel. Round two is on Friday at the same time. Then on Saturday, catch round three starting at three on NBC and then following that at five on Golf Channel. Final round will be the same time on Sunday. We do also have six NHL games on regular scheduled programming or actually only three on regular schedule programming Wednesdays the Predators at the Maple Leafs at 6 30 p.m. on TNT followed by the Sharks at the Kings at 9 and then Thursday again the Maple Leafs have that double header at the Red Wings at 6 p.m. on ESPN there are also three games on Hulu if you are interested as far as Olympic goes, um, skiing is not actually on TV this week, but Saturday you can catch swimming on at 1.30 p.m. on NBC. And then for soccer, actually the Spanish Supercopa wraps up this week. The final will be on Sunday on ABC as well. That wraps it up for me this week. Thanks for joining. You know as we approach the end of obviously college football season today and then the NFL going to playoffs that I got you and then we are obviously full swing for the NBA and college basketball so check out the blog The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports for more times and games and I'll catch y'all next week